This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six All right, Yeehaw Smash, this is the Mark Milton Yeehaw. Show with the Smash, broadcasting live today again from the Miller Furniture Studios here in Kirkwood. Sunday, it's a beautiful day outside. What's today, August 21st? 2nd. 22nd yeah. of August here in St. Louis. Uh, just heard before the break there the clip of the Illini taking down the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2007. I remember oh. that game well. Propelled them on to the Rose Bowl, uh-huh. which I attended, actually, really? uh, as okay. an Illini fan. And, yeah. Uh, I guess it was New Year's Day 2008, so a lot of good memories. And we've got Illini football starting back up next Saturday, taking on Nebraska at home, a noon start. It'll be mm-hmm. here on 590, won't it, Dave? Yeah, you're home of the Illini. That's right, home of the Illini here in St. Louis. I so, think Wednesday night at 9, the first Brett Bielma show. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll have that every week, too. Oh, that's awesome. This guy, I'm telling you, I'm excited Who's for uh, the Brett Bielma era, uh, the new Illini head football coach. Uh, was that his Yeah, former... Yeah. Wisconsin Badger head coach. Then he went down uh, to Arkansas. He left Wisconsin, took the job at Arkansas. Yeah. Kind of flamed out there after a few years. But yeah. now he's in Champaign, and he's uh, rearing to bring him back to, to a contender, it looks like. So, uh, anyway, Smash, how you doing today, man? I'm feeling relatively well, man. The day is beautiful. That makes me feel beautiful. I'm going to go to church after this, and I hope the Lord will uh, beautify me even more, man. There you go. Speaking uh, of speaking of beautiful, I've got to get oh, my wife, my, oh, beautiful, wife, my yeah. beautiful wife, an anniversary gift. Our 10-year anniversary is coming up really? uh, September 3rd, so I'm trying to figure out really what to get her. But you know where I'm going to be going is Mike uh, going to see Mike Lordo over at Lordo's you. Diamonds. Hopefully my wife's not listening to the show because yeah. I, I know she doesn't, so uh, there's really no risk. <laughs> There, but definitely not only is Mike Lordo and Lordo's Diamonds a sponsor here, but they truly are my family's jeweler for life. Yeah. You can make them your family's jeweler for is life. There, is there a kind of piece of jewelry that ten years is signified by? I don't, I don't, I don't think. Like, what, what are they? Like the twenty like fifth and the fiftieth, silver 50th. or gold? Or now we'll get with Dave work on that, but I don't yeah. know if they're actually. For those of you listening, eight five five two eight two eight two five five. If you want to text in the show or call and call that and text in, yeah, love to get your thoughts. Good point. Uh, but I will be going to Lordo's Diamonds to get her uh, yeah. something something really nice. Yeah. Smash. I don't know what that's going to be yet. I yeah. know she's already been in there, so that's one of the beauties of having that relationship with the jeweler. You don't have to don't have to guess you don't yeah. have to you know shoot in the dark because i know that uh she's got a relationship with them i've got a relationship with them feel very comfortable i'm gonna get the best price mm-hmm. the best value mm-hmm. um so if you're in the market for jewelry definitely check out lordosdiamonds.com yeah. right there on clayton road 9222 clayton road in ladue for all of your family's needs yeah. smash it's kind of crazy last week we broadcast live here at 10 a.m yep. just as <laughs> afghanistan was oh, starting was to be to completely yeah. Uh, you know, enveloped by uh, the Taliban. Yep. And now we've seen this week just heartbreaking images coming out of Afghanistan and really just kind of makes me sick to my stomach to see the way our country has, has handled this situation, the way really this administration has completely botched uh, yep. the withdrawal. And I think everyone, there was pretty widespread agreement that like, and I, I want to talk about this too, because I think everyone kind of assumed like, oh, we have to get out of, Afghanistan at some point is never going to be a good time to right. do it. Everyone agrees we should do it. But yeah. then the more I read this week and the more I learned about the situation, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, it seems like it was a relatively stable situation. 
We had 3,500 troops there. Yeah. We had control of an air base. We had our embassies uh, secured. And, you know, this was a political decision by Joe right. Biden to pull out of Afghanistan. He set an arbitrary date of, of by 9-11. He wanted to have everything yeah. wrapped up. I don't even know what that means. What did he, I mean, like, I don't know if he really understood, which is crazy as the president of the United States, what he meant when he said we're going to withdraw, you know, withdraw from Afghanistan. That was kind of the general phrase and what we've seen this week is the culmination of just a disastrous policy yeah. or a plan to effectuate this and you know reading about it, it, it you know if you go back to april that's when he made the initial proclamation that we're going to get out of afghanistan and i read mm -hmm. you know the president of afghanistan and and the people who were our allies were sort of outraged by this proclamation because they felt like it signaled to the taliban that we're going to be pulling our troops right. out, and it's going to leave the door open for exactly, exactly what's happened, exactly. which is Taliban then began sort of sweeping the country and taking, yeah. you know, district by district, taking over, taking control, resulting ultimately in them taking control of Kabul. And yeah. I guess what's so perplexing to me is that we've left American citizens there with seemingly no way to get out. Yeah. I mean, they have to basically get to the airport, which they've been told is not safe for them to travel to the airport to get to. We left just... Billions of dollars in military equipment. Unbelievable. Huh? Guns, tanks, terrible. helicopters. That is terrible. And as bad now as those it are, all is, that's even more. Well, yeah, and then that's all in the hands of the <clears throat> Taliban now. Exactly. And, and we've also abandoned people who, you know, put faith in the U.S., yeah. worked with us during during the war. They're now, you know, being killed by the Taliban. Anyone who's cooperated with the U.S. Uh, is a target now. You've got ISIS, you've got Al-Qaeda resurgence in, in the region, and it just, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it seems to me there's not, I mean, this is far from over, too. Yeah. You know, you've got still thousands of Americans there. Uh, we seem to be putting our faith in the Taliban to honor, Taliban, Taliban, however you want to say it, yeah. to honor their lives and to mm -hmm. not kill them, but right. it seems... Like they they're almost, last night. they almost are hostages at this point. Yeah. And they're bargaining chips. Yeah. And we have no leverage. Right. And that's what's so perplexing is how do you not, first of all, why would you give up an airbase in a region where it's of critical importance? I was saying that, you know, and that kind of pissed me off about this whole Middle Eastern thing because when we left Germany after World War uh, II and Japan, we left bases there so we'd have a strategic command of the area. We haven't even left any bases at these places. And this place, even worse, because we need a presence there, but we're just walking out. Kind of terrible, really. Well, and, and so that's what's crazy. So basically, we had 3,500 troops there, which were pulled out before July 4th. Mm -hmm. So then it seems like we just did everything backwards. And I saw a, a plan that Trump had put forward, which was, you know, we're going to— you know, first get this, get the American citizens out. Right. Then we're going to get our Afghan partners out. Then we're going to get our equipment out. And finally, before, you yeah. know, last boot on the ground will be a military person leaving. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So yeah. like how it turned into, we're going to pull our troops out before we get our citizens or partners and our equipment out makes zero sense. And then, yeah. oh, by the way, we got to send in more troops now to, because it's such, it's such a chaotic environment. Right. And no, I mean. The media is actually starting to turn a little bit on Biden. I don't know if you followed the coverage. Um, a, a lot of left media is uh, turning. Well, how around. can you not? I mean, at this point, exactly it's like right. how like you can't defend this. And then he goes out and he That's does right. prepared remarks reading yeah. from a teleprompter. Terrible. And he says, we have no reports of people being unable to get to the airport. 
It's like, what? There's yeah. there's countless reports. And you have CNN reporters on the ground. They're like, that's not true. There's, you know, people are holed up in their houses. There's, you know, the Taliban has checkpoints. Yeah. All these places. So it's like, and then you got, you know, Kamala Harris and this uh, Secretary Blinken standing there by his side. It's like, Terrible. they have to know that, like, what he's yeah. saying is just not true. Exactly right. So at what point is someone in the administration uh, going to stand up and be like, uh, that's not true, actually. And also this, uh, I feel like the Secretary of Defense, Austin is being kind of thrown under the bus. Yeah. But he was a guy who was on record as saying this is a bad idea mm -hmm. back in April. Mm -hmm. So now he's left with the impossible task of figuring out a solution here. So you just wonder, I mean, this isn't going away, and there's going to be a lot more told about the backstory, and yeah. I don't see it ending well for I think this is the beginning of the end for the Biden presidency. I mm -hmm. really do. Like, I, do, I don't see how he— You think they would impeach him? I don't think impeachment. I think there may be enough pressure on him to resign. Oh, really? At some point. This wow. is like once all the facts come out, yeah. it seems as though people are, I saw, I saw a poll where, you know, the, the lack of confidence in him is like below 40%, yeah. or the, the confidence in him, in him is like below 40%. Yeah. I mean, COVID's out of control. I mean, COVID's running rampant. I mean, what is he doing? And then he's on vacation? Yeah, He's no. going to, I mean, Terrible. Who, okay, you're president of the United States, Yeah. all right? A 10-day vacation to me, like, I don't know how you do that when, you know, CEOs, executives, I mean, like, you're running... The most important country in the world. Yeah, you're you're in the midst of this pulling out of Afghanistan, and you're going to take a ten day vacation. You, I, I just don't understand that. You know what? I arranged that with the bosses, and yes, I am taking my <laughs> vacation. I just it's just whoever the bosses are. But it's it's so perplexing to me that he could be so clueless, and it's almost like how dare anyone question this? And he's yeah. almost annoyed when he did this interview with George Stephanopoulos, oh, and Stephanopoulos just geez. I mean. Kind of pressed him, but then, I mean, some of his yeah. answers were just completely incoherent. I changed his name from George Stephanopoulos to George Pusillanimous. <laughs> I don't know if we can say that. Yeah, you can. But it really, I mean, like, can you imagine if if, the, if this was Trump in the White House and this was happening? I mean, oh, they'd mean, be burning him all over the place, it was, and It's starting to happen a little bit, but then you're kind of like, well, if Biden resigns, or, yeah. I mean, no, well, then what he left with? Kamala Harris, who's like, I know. so, I mean... The, the idea that she's traveling now to Singapore and Vietnam, like she left on Friday night. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is literally like the biggest yeah. crisis, you know, military, foreign affairs. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, in my lifetime, like this could end very poorly. Yes. I mean, you, you, you don't even know how many Americans are there. But, how do you not know how many Americans are there? Like, wouldn't you think when you're planning this, you'd be like, oh, one of the first things is, okay, we're going to get out of Afghanistan. Um, how many people do we have there? Yeah. How many Americans? Oh, it's it's twelve thousand five hundred and sixty. Like you'd think there'd be a count, mm -hmm. and none of them can answer that. Right? How's that possible? Well, maybe they were trying to keep it a secret, and nobody could. Well, so that's the deal. So what happened was they were banking on this Afghan yeah. regime maintaining power, right? And so there was a, a they had to walk a tightrope of well, we can't pull out entirely. Because that will show the Taliban that we don't have any confidence in this yeah. in this government or in their military ability. Right. And it's like, well, if that's the case and you kind of know that this government's not going to last, then you got to put America first and you yeah. got to say, hey, look, we're, we're going to withdraw. And we understand that if we pull out our people and our equipment and all this stuff, that it's probably going to create a vacuum that mm -hmm. the Taliban's going to fill. But like mm -hmm. that happened anyway. Yeah. And now we're in the terrible position of leaving people there, leaving our equipment there, putting it into the hands of the Taliban, and our partners are yeah. just kind of left 
holding the bag. The, the pisser to Worse me is, and I understand the movement of people and all that, the pisser to me is they left our equipment there. They left our guns. They left our tanks, our airplanes, our ammunition. They left everything for the Taliban to use and study. And they're also bringing the Chinese to come in as consultants to let the Taliban know what these weapons do. Well, and also, I mean, they're a neighbor of Iran, right? So they're yep. right next door to Iran. Who knows how things will move back and forth between those countries? Because yeah. they sell this stuff off. I mean, they're, I mean, they have no really form of government yet, but they're going to have to, they need money to be able to yeah. get things, you know, to, to be stable because the U.S. has been funding the Afghan government. So in terms of, again, back to my earlier point about leverage, hostages, I mean, like, at this point, why would they not hold on to these people and yeah. use them as a bargaining chip to try yeah. to get more money, more you right. know, equipment, whatever the case may be? And also, when we pulled out the troops, we also pulled out our contractors. You know, there's a tremendous amount of government, defense, yeah. military contractors that apparently were helping the Afghan people use this equipment, mm-hmm. like helicopters and things. Yeah. So when they pulled out, these, the Afghan people didn't even know how to use this stuff. Yeah. So they couldn't defend themselves. So it's terrible. It really, I mean, it kind of highlights why we probably haven't pulled out before now because, yeah. I mean, Joe Biden made the point that it was always going to be chaotic. But this just seems like botched on a level mm-hmm. unmatched in history. Well, now, if, if Trump would have pulled the troops out when he wanted to, uh, but he didn't, it wound up uh, supposed to have been May with, with Trump, but it wound up with Biden winning, that it moved back to August. Right. Now, if Trump had have done the same thing, I think there would have been a difference as to how we would be leaving because, and I guess nobody played with Trump. You know, I mean, Trump said, if he said, hey, do not mess. When we get everybody out, you want to mess? We'll figure out how to mess. But do not mess. And, uh, I mean, if the Taliban's killing, it killed seven more people at the airport last so sad. night. Last night, and this president has no grip on power—the power to stop these folks from being these folks, because that's what they are—is just animals in their own way. But that's the way they know. That's the way of uh, their particular sect of Islam. Right, and I think Biden's—you know—his hands are tied now because, like, what if something does escalate? Are you really going to send troops back in? Exactly. And they kind of know that he's politically hamstrung to do that. Right. Exactly. Whereas, like you said, I think Trump's plan was, we're going to do this. This yep. is this is what we're going to do. Yep. If you want us out of Afghanistan, here's how it's yep. going to work. We're going to maintain an airbase. We're going to maintain, yeah. you know, our embassy. Yeah. You're not going to touch anybody. Like, you're not going to touch a thing. You're not going to touch a hair right. on any American's head, any of our yep. partner's head until we're done. And there probably would have been some money involved. Like, I know sure. that. You know, that's just inevitable and, and the reality of the situation. Um, but now the the naivety, is it a word? Naivety? Yeah. Naive, of Biden saying, well, we're, you know, in, in contact with the Taliban. Like, we're, you know, we're monitoring the situation. Like, the, right. the jig is up. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's too late now. I mean, they, why would they do anything that's not 100% in their favor? Yeah. They hold all the cards. We've negotiated with the Taliban. No, you haven't. The Taliban owns you. Right. right. They now. own him politically and practically. I mean, there's Terrible. like nothing. He has no way out. Yeah. And that's what's sad is yeah. that I don't see this ending well. I think it's going to drag on, you know, for yeah. quite some time. And I think people's confidence in him. Is, how can it not continue to slip? I mean, if, if, I you, if you watch any of his remarks, interviews, the little that he does, it's kind of shocking how yeah. little mental faculty he has. And I'm not saying that to be mean. 
I'm not I'm using a smash line. I ain't trying to be mean. Yeah. But it's kind of sad to yep. see what a shell of a person he is. And then if the reins get turned over to Vice President Harris, like I don't think people are going to have that much more confidence in yeah. her because she's been in the room. She's Terrible. kind of been along the, you know, I don't know what advice she's given or what she's input she's had, but like obviously none of this is good. Right. And it sets the table, in my opinion. I mean, the Republicans, if things continue, I mean, 2024 is looking better and better oh, for yeah. retaking the White House. And if they can't, then they never, they never will. They never How will. about 2022? Oh, what I think, think it's going to be a red wave. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. The House, the Senate, I think, uh, you know, you, there's a lot of talk about the infrastructure and all these things. But right now, I mean, if you're a Democrat, you have to be concerned. Yeah. Because what are you running on? Right. What I mean, Nothing. foreign affairs. Oh, this guy was supposed to Nothing. be. He was supposed to. He was supposed to stabilize. Yeah, right. The world. Well, they, actually, the world was like pretty stabilized under Trump. Yeah. Despite what the media might say, right. and so it's like, oh well, he was supposed to be some you know beloved foreign figure. Yeah, Biden. He's not. How's that playing out? Right. Not very well. And Terrible. then he doesn't even talk to anybody. Like three days after, so on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, his uh, national security advisors asked, "Has he? Has the president spoken to any other world leaders since the fall of Kabul?" Uh no uh, no he's not uh, not this time no. what he hasn't talked to right. so then immediately they realize how insane that is and they arrange yeah. a call with the uh, Merkel uh, I think it was Merkel or, or the Prime Minister of the UK and Morris. then issue a statement saying President Biden is consulted that's like how is like how is this possible yeah. like what is he doing what like literally what is he doing yeah if not trying to rally a co coalition mm -hmm. but no it's worse than that I think he basically made this unilateral decision and they're not happy. Like these these other countries, Germany, France, the UK, and Britain. I mean, they're not happy with what's going on because they right. feel like they were also sort of screwed in the whole mm. thing. So, I pray for the people over there, the troops, everyone involved. I mean, it's just I just have a bad feeling about mm -hmm. how this is all going to. I got out. a bad uh, bad feeling about how this is going to come to our country. Well, and that's another concern. I mean, yep. you, you, the terrorist threats. I mean, if they're allowed to have a. Another safe haven, which yeah. is what spawned, you know, the Al-Qaeda 9-11 attacks. Right. Yeah, it's very concerning. Uh, well, obviously, we're not going to solve all the world's problems here on the Mark Milton but Show. We should try. With the Smash Broadcasting today yep. from the Miller Furniture Studios. Be sure to check out Miller Furniture for all your home furnishing needs with locations in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and now Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. They've got some of the best American-made furniture you will find. Uh, also available for immediate delivery. You can shop anytime online at MillerFurniture.com. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R Furniture.com. And again, you can shop in-store, Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. We'll be right back in a second.